From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Wednesday, December 1st. Prices for goods have increased around the country, and those in rural America have been hit especially hard. Justin Higginbottom visits local ranchers in Moab to hear about what is costing them more and why. Sam Cunningham runs a sheep ranch in Moab. She's in the fleece business and has been here since 1984. But feeding her flock has become harder. She's sitting on her porch with a view of her pens, explaining what's changed. This is alfalfa prices back to 2009. Here's grass hay prices. So you could read those. And this is locally, this is far south as Cortez, as far north as Price. By her records, back in 2009, alfalfa cost $5 per bale. This year, that same bale is $14. On the Navajo Nation, where she also buys, it can be up to $20. And there, they're limiting sales. We just found out, because we were going to go down there and get a flatbed full, and they're limiting you to 17 bales each person. That's incredible. I mean, that's not worth the trip. She usually gets six stackers of hay, those big machine platforms you might see from the road. But this year, she only got four. Well, and now it's a question of not only the price you get so that you're going to be able to price your meat and or your fleece properly. It's not that. It's are you going to get any to feed your animals or are they going to starve? Which is huge because I know right now I've got hay in the barn. You saw the hay in my barn. I don't know what it's going to look like in March or April or May. Or I don't know if there's going to be a first cutting in May or June. It's not just this corner of Utah seeing prices increase. According to experts, a combination of drought, COVID shortages, and commodity rallies have impacted ranchers around the country. Just down the road from Cunningham is Wilson Farms, where Gary Wilson grows alfalfa. You plant it about every five years. It stays for five years, and then you replant it. Uh, We cut it four times a year, bale it up, pick it up out of the field, and uh, the customers come and pick it up for... uh, Animal feed, mostly horses. Wilson says the drought here has impacted his yield. Behind him is LaSalle's, with, so far this winter, a spotty layer of snow. Yeah, definitely water issues, lack of water in the last several years. A lot of problems with the snowpack not being as low as it used to be, so we don't get the reservoirs, uh, Ken's Lake, filled up like we used to when that was designed. So there has to be supplemental pumping to provide the irrigation water for the users out here in the valley. And even though he's a local farmer, his product can't escape the global market. The other challenges are high input costs for the product. Tires. Prices for tires, diesel fuel, even string are up. Fertilizer is around 30% more expensive. Some chemicals can't even get. The suppliers are having a hard time, as with everything. So... Um, Beyond that, there's no challenges at all. In terms of the future, Wilson knows better than to guess. I don't predict the weather. (laughs) I wouldn't even make a guess. If we can get a couple of years where we have an adequate or normal snowpack, we're fine. When we get like last winter where we were in in a pretty big hole and the lake was empty in the first place, then you get in trouble real quick, as is everybody in the whole state as well as our neighbors to the west. Some ranchers have had to cull their animals due to the costs. That would be a drastic option for Cunningham, who works with a small flock. Buyers will often return for the unique fleece cut from the same sheep. Here's Cunningham again. And so if you know you're going to be not getting enough 
hay or or you're not going to be able to afford the hay it's not like oh well i'll have another business choice it's not a pet but it becomes way more important than just a 10 percent loss oh that's okay for my flock it, it, it's a different paradigm farming is and ranching is always a crapshoot there's no question about that but this is making it especially hard wilson and cunningham aren't going anywhere for now the only thing they can do is wait for a change in the weather Justin Higginbottom for KZMU News. As the cost of living skyrockets, it's becoming increasingly difficult to keep a hold on stable housing. So how does the only shelter for people experiencing homelessness in nearby Montezuma County, Colorado, fit into the complicated housing crisis? KSJD's Sophia Stewart-Rossi reports. It's a fall chilly Friday night in Cortez, Colorado, and the bridge shelter has just opened up at 6 in the evening. The bridge shelter is the only facility within 40 miles that offers sheltering for people experiencing homelessness. And they're a, quote, seasonal shelter, which means they're only open during mid-October till the end of April. The facility can hold up to 41 individuals during the night. Benjamin Harris is the executive director of The Bridge. It was started many years ago by a brave group of volunteers who were tired of seeing people freeze to death in the wintertime in the park. And they started in the jail. After moving through various locations, The Bridge has called a 2019 built facility home. As people are checking in for the night, you can see their relief that they'll have a warm bed to sleep on tonight and a homemade meal for dinner and breakfast when they wake up. Well, people have to survive. That's what we're here for. But there are limitations to what the bridge shelter can do to help people survive in a crisis. According to Harris, low funding causes the shelter to have very limited open hours. For instance, after checking in for the night, people have to check out by 8 the following morning. And the bridge shelter cannot bring in families into their facility because they accept sexual assault offenders, leaving some families stranded in their cars, on the streets, or in encampments. Justin Norton moved to Cortez six years ago with his wife and kids. They rented a home in a duplex, and Norton says they always paid their rent, even if it sometimes was a bit late. And then one day, Norton says, the landlord just didn't want to work with his family anymore and evicted them. And I just went into this deepest, darkest pit of despair. Norton's family was living out of their car or hotels, and Norton says social services were threatening to take his kids away from him because they didn't have stable housing. In fact, Norton's family was split apart as the threats became reality and his kids were removed by authorities. And it shattered him and his wife where all hope was lost. Kelly Willis, the executive director of the Pinion Project here in Montezuma County, says these family situations have been increasing over the last couple of years. Pinion has done emergency assistance for many years, but the last two or three years I, I have been like over my head in housing issues. The Pinion Project is a nonprofit organization that provides services to thousands of families and children in southwest Colorado. And in the past, they could provide affordable housing to families experiencing homelessness. But now there just aren't enough houses that are available to be rented in the first place, affordable or not. We literally have no options for families right now. 
Um, and it's really hard to tell them that. Mm-hmm. And for individuals throughout our community, and you can see the signs of homelessness that we didn't have previously. Willis says the Bridge Shelter is helping folks that are in crisis and need a place to land for a night out of the cold weather. But really helping individuals and families experiencing homelessness due to the housing crisis has to include effective and supportive services like case management. Services Norton and his wife needed in order to help them get out of homelessness and get their kids back. It's so big that it, yeah, it doesn't matter how hard you try, you ain't getting out of it unless somebody's there willing to help you. As the number of people experiencing homelessness is increasing due to the housing crisis, the Bridge Shelter will continue to provide warm beds, food, and showers for people who are in crisis during their very limited open hours. And with more funding to the shelter, more can be done, like being open all year round. Benjamin Harris, the executive director of the Bridge Shelter, says, There's a lot of hurt going on out there. And having compassion and respect for people experiencing homelessness is a step forward in the complicated and long-awaited solution to the housing crisis here in Montezuma County. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio in Cortez, Colorado, I'm Sophia Stewart-Rossi. This story is part of a Rocky Mountain Community Radio reporting collaboration on affordable housing, funded by the Solutions Journalism Network. And that's the KZMU News for Wednesday, December 1st. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. 